0: What's up, folks? Oh, boy. So it's a little bit of a delay here, and uh, sorry if there's a little bit of a lag. Obviously, I'm on the road out in Fort Myers, so uh, the stream may not run as smooth as it normally does when I'm at the home studio. But So today, I'm on the road. Episode 103. It is pre-game talk here today with Mick Lisi, our beat writer, and, of course, our Virginia correspondent, Matt Rogers, is back with us this week after taking some good time off to be with his family during the holidays, and as crazy busy as the schedule is, he made the time to be with us today, so we do appreciate Matt coming back. Eagles-Giants matchup. We know that the last one, the turnovers cost the Eagles the game. The Eagles know at this point they are in control of their own destiny. Even though that seems like a cliche that's been used over and over again, we hope that with the Eagles, they can pull off the win today. So it should be really interesting to see how this matchup is going to turn out. We'll go over some of the stats or as far as the DCU game. but They were fortunate enough to pull off the win, although it was a nail-biter, but they were able to do so. So a lot to get into. Uh, We hope that everyone had a great time with their families and their friends. But it is game day Sunday. Eagles versus Giants. We got everything covered for you here on episode 102. I am Angel. This is Broad Street South. Now to bring in here on the other side is our great friend, beat writer Nick Leasy. Nick, how are you, sir?
1: Angel, I'm doing well. Uh, holidays have been great. Spent all day yesterday watching NBA. Spent this morning watching a little Premier League soccer for Boxing Day. I'm um, just excited to kick things off. We got a good slate of games this week. And um, and yeah, we got Matt on for the first time, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk a little football with him.
0: That's right, because you haven't met Matt yet other than obviously off screen where we're just, uh, just talking there in the green room and chatting back and forth. But well, nonetheless, here is the Virginia man himself, Matt Rogers. <laughs> Matt, how are you this evening?
2: I'm doing well. It's it's interesting. Uh, after all these years now, uh, it is it is accurate to call me a Virginia man. So, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll accept
0: that. <laughs> but, but it's okay. It, it's a, it's the same way. Like even being down in, in Tampa normally, where I'm doing the home studio layout. But uh, even being down there, it, it, it's it's amazing when you go away from your hometown, but you never leave that hometown feeling. Like it's always yes. with you. And when people constantly ask, like you know, do you miss Philly? It's like I, I, I'm, you know, Philly's with me no matter where I go. So it, yeah. it makes no difference. I like to visit. Good. Yeah, it is, yeah, it was. It's fun. It's always fun to go back home, no matter what. And then. Then you realize when you're now your new home, like I, I went home in August, September ish. And then even when I went back home, the fun part was that, yeah, it was great to go back home, but it was also great to be back in Florida, which is now my home state. So, because you go from that slight chill to the nice warmth down here, and it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. But getting into, and by the way, Dave, what's going on there from Steel City Renegades, LLC, uh, Radio, Redline Radio LLC? Dave Wallachek checking in with the guys. I hope you and the family had a great holiday break. And uh, I know that normally we're on Sunday nights with Steel City Renegades. This week we're off. Uh, but knowing everyone can catch us from 7 to 9 on Sunday nights on Redline Radio LLC under Steel City Renegades uh, with the rest getting gang down there. But Today, the LG Direct Sales Solution Studio goes mobile down here in Fort Myers, where it's absolutely fantastic outside, 85 degrees. And again, I apologize if the stream looks a little laggy than than what it normally does, because when you're depending on Wi-Fi, it's a little bit harder than being hardline driven by the show. And Dave says that he did have a good time. That's absolutely fantastic. And we'll be back on next Sunday. And it's going to be a three-hour show because it'll be the closeout for December. And we're hoping that for the Steelers, Dave, that isn't a closeout because obviously Cleveland losing yesterday can still keep. And and as I told Dave and everybody else, I picked Pittsburgh to win the division in the beginning of the year before the year even started. And they still had the opportunity of still doing so because of what has happened with the Steelers as of late with Cleveland. So anything can happen here in the NFL as we're seeing.
2: Absolutely. It's nuts. It's nuts that – they, they, they just keep Pittsburgh keeps trying to give it away and somehow everybody, no, you take it. No, you take it. Every, I think every team in that division still is alive to win that division. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it is crazy. And uh, Baltimore Cincinnati, you know, they're, that's uh that's going to be a big one for the division here this afternoon. Winners kind of got a big leg at nine and six, but should be a good game even though the Ravens are on their four string guys.
2: Because <laughs> yeah, who's starting for them today let's let's take a look here i can get for the Ravens. You know. yeah because they because lamar jackson was out right. i think huntley's I mean, out huntley's got yep. COVID. so
0: i'm almost certain that it was uh Butch club it was their their i don't want to see their walk-on but i believe the one that just came from the practice squad
1: josh johnson Oh wait oh, no man it's either josh johnson or tyler huntley i'm seeing Two different ones. Yeah, Josh Johnson is expected to get the start today.
2: Wasn't he like? Wasn't he on the Jets earlier this year?
1: Yeah, I believe yeah so. he's, he's been on been in a lot of different places. <laughs> and
2: uh, Pucci just said, hey, he just, uh, yep. he just chatted us.
0: Yeah, I just I saw that. And then uh, Dave says the team that plays in first energy finds a way to lose uh, this week. And uh, we, we saw that yesterday. Incredible. They, they could have actually won that game. But, uh, yeah, the a loss is a loss. And, unfortunately, it's something they're going to have to make up for if they want to try and win a division. So that will be interesting uh, interesting to see. Salima, good to see you. Hello, guys, out there from representing Texas. Thanks for tuning back in. And, Salima, we got to get together to, to make sure we get you on the episode here before the NFL season closes out. So I'll uh, make sure I reach out to you so you can come on and jump on with us. And Fuji's out there, of course, at the link. He's going to try and call in, and or try at least, to be able to uh to talk to us here As a matter of fact today you won't be able to call in unfortunately because i'm not home with the soundboard so won't be able to do so but fuji saying what's up fellas hey uh, fuji what's the atmosphere out there by the way and i, I did send your link i know it's kind of tough to come in with a phone but you got to tell us what the atmosphere is out there uh what it's like at least but nevertheless of course the Eels. the last time we saw the matchup with the giants wasn't that bad, but also wasn't that great either because the turnovers is what cost the Eagles the game. Uh, if the from the last stats as well, you had 332 yards combined for the Eagles versus 264 from the Giants. But the big one to take away was the rushing yards: 208 for the Eagles, only 74 for the Giants. But when it comes down to the passing game, that's where Danny Dimes outdid Jalen Hurts by 70 yards. 194 to 124, and then also everyone's got to remember this is now 23 days since the last time that Jalen Hurts played because of his ankle. So Matt, I'll start off with you. Is it a big concern coming into this game now if Jalen Hurts feels like he's completely comfortable with that ankle as far as injury and nursing it back into rehab, uh, rehab shape?
2: I, I honestly I, I think he he has to be whether whether Bougie uh, says the lots are rocking by the way folks if you're just listening uh, but I think you know when McNabb was the quarterback nobody gave him you know oh you got a bum ankle you got a sports hernia which he did um, and so if if he's not feeling good so what I mean it's December football you got three games to go. Uh, you win those three you're in you control your own destiny i'm not I'm not nervous. I think it's an exciting spot uh, for him to, to to show what he's got and and I think uh, to be able to play two of the last three at home, he couldn't have asked for anything uh, better to try to prove to this team that he should be the quarterback or to another Nick. team that he could be their
0: quarterback. Nick.
1: Well, so we discussed on Tuesday with ND about Jalen Hurts, and and we we all kind of agree. We we think he's good. We want to see what else he has. His accuracy obviously hasn't been there. Not too concerned with the ankle injury, especially because the Giants, I believe they're starting Jake Fromm this week. Daniel Jones is out for the year. The Eagles are 11-point favorites at home. Two and four at home, which is surprising considering that that stadium is rocking every week for the Eagles. But I'm not too concerned about Jalen Hurts's ankle. He's gotta you know he's just gotta keep proving what uh what we what us Eagles fans expect, even though I'm not an Eagles fan. He's just gotta prove what the Eagles <laughs> fans know about him and that he's a good runner, he's a leader amongst men and he's gonna and he's gonna play hard every single game.
0: Right. No, that's absolutely true. And and, and speaking of and we'll get back here to the Eagles voluntarily, but how about and, and, Matt, because if you had the opportunity of watching the game or not last night, one is obviously the Cleveland Browns losing the Green Bay. And then now you're talking about Arizona going on this slide. That yeah. In the beginning of the season, you look at the way that the Arizona started Kyler Murray, you would have thought they would actually had a great potential to actually be able to go to the Super Bowl. But yeah. at this point now, you're on a losing streak that you need not to be late in the season, and you're talking about a playoff push that might not even come to fruition at this point because you end up losing yesterday to the Colts. Great thing for Eagles fans because obviously that number one pick is coming to play thanks to Carson Wentz Continue to win out there in Indy. So I'd like to get your take to see exactly what what's going to happen with, with Arizona. Do they stay in, or are they going to eliminate their own selves?
2: Well, they'll, they'll end up making the playoffs, but it, it, it actually, uh, in two ways, last night's loss, helps the eagles because uh one of course we there's some extra cushion in terms of the snaps that carson has played which triggers the the first round pick The also the also big part of last night is that now the rams are moving themselves out of wild card contention into division champion contention uh today right. should they win they beat the viking if they beat the vikings which we need them to we need the Vikings to lose two out of the last three because they got they play the Rams and they play the Packers. Two teams that, uh, you know, could be uh, maybe not number one contenders, but definitely division leaders. And so I'm excited about uh, yeah the the Rams prospects for doing that and, and beating the Vikings today.
0: True. you said is Rams need to be the Vikings. Nick, I'd like to get your take.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals have been
1: sliding, right? They've lost their last two, I believe, maybe even three. Um, I'm looking here at 538. They're going to make the playoffs. 41% chance to win the division. The Rams have the other 59%. And if the Cardinals end up coming to the wild card spot, they'll be fifth. And then they're going to have to probably end up facing Dallas, who I like Dallas's chances. That defense has been rocking all year long. That pass rush is going to come to Kyler. He might not have the escapability that he uh, once once had at the beginning of the season. Obviously, he's been banged up pretty much since week eight or so. So uh, I'm excited to see uh, what the Rams have today against the Vikings. The Vikings obviously need this game, too. If they want to make the playoffs, they're competing with the Eagles for that last spot. So it's exciting stuff. Um, I think the Rams do take care of business today. And I think we see the Rams as NFC West champions.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. I have to agree there. And you also got to look at two now coming back over when it comes to the Eagles, Nick Sirianni, we saw earlier this week. And this, this is where now Matt and Nick, this is where it gets interesting talk, right? So you have COVID protocols that originally Roger Goodell said that if your team could not meet the roster, you were to forfeit the game. Then things change around because apparently the leader of the COVID protocol belongs to the Cleveland Browns, or as uh, we say, Steel Stadium Renegades, a team that plays at First Energy Stadium. So Baker Mayfield cries up a storm and says that these games need to be postponed. They need to all these things need to happen. All come to find out, anyways, you end up losing the game as it is. But so Roger Goodell says we're supposed to postpone. We're supposed to forfeit these games. So now four teams this week are playing on a short condensed week because of all these game movements. Now, they go back and they switch to the game because originally everyone's told, all the fans, that every player was had their COVID shots. Only come to find out that only half of the NFL is actually COVID ready. The other half are still unvaccinated. And as the stories are coming out now more and more, now it's supposed to be that the unvaccinated guys are supposed to get more frequently tested than your vaccinated guys, but before the game day, everyone gets tested and rightfully so whether you're unvaxxed or you are vaxxed, everyone should be tested anyways just for a safety factor i think um matt if i remember you and i have talked about that earlier yes. on yes. as far as to make sure so yes. um i like to, to see what is roger Dale, Goodell gonna stick with because at this point now you're talking about playoff implications Yep. whether it's with the eagles whether with arizona when you can't continue to interrupt the season, the way they're going right now, because if you continue this interruption of the games and you figure, well, you're going to have a delay start here, you're going to have a delay start there. That's not the best thing in the world for these teams. Nick Sciarone, thankfully, went into COVID protocol earlier in the week. Now he comes out of it. He's able and he's eligible to play today. He did get his negative test back and his negative results. But I want to know, Matt, especially because you and I have talked about COVID a bunch of times. Yep. What is going to be the ultimate outcome now here with Roger Goodell and all these different COVID protocols?
2: I think unfortunately, um it's it's something that's a running theme in, in our society is that sometimes people bill things as rules or laws or or whatever the case may be, only to when it's inconvenient to change it up. And unfortunately I think I think the episode with uh, you know, the Mr. Rogers with he spells his name with the D before the G. Um that kind of told the whole league that really the NFL doesn't really actually care uh, about the, about the safety. uh, Unfortunately. I mean, I love the game, but it's, it's unfortunately just setting a bad example. I think we're going to see, I think we're going to continue to see more infections. Uh, I think we're going to have a weird playoff schedule this year. I think they'll, they'll push through though. They're not going to, they're not going to end up having to, they're not going to cancel. There's too much money to be made. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what matters to folks.
0: (laughs) So true, Nick.
2: Matt, I'll piggyback off you. The NFL
1: is all about the mighty dollar and they're all about (laughs) protecting the shield, right? That's their, that's their quote. Um, It's going to be interesting what they do with COVID over the next couple of weeks. We're kind of in the heart of Omicron right now and Mm -hmm. Omicron seems to be uh, more contagious than regular COVID, which of course is great, but I uh, I I think that I think that right now I think all the NFL could do is keep pushing through. We're seeing it with the NBA. Maybe the NFL starts opening up rules to make it uh, easier to sign guys uh, at a faster rate. Um, maybe they start allowing larger rosters to go to games. But the NFL is the NFL. They're they're going to push through. They don't back down to really anything or anyone. Um, but what I am curious is if your top guys start getting COVID around the playoffs, you're. Tom Brady's, your Matt Stafford's, your Kyler Murray's say, "Oh, we we've, we've tested positive." That's when I think the NFL has got a very interesting decision to make because the mighty dollar is made off these quarterbacks, and these quarterbacks make a lot of these games good. So I'm very curious to see what the NFL does once the if any of these bigger name guys. Hopefully they don't, but if any of them do, I'm very curious what the NFL says has to say about it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's, to uh, me that's beyond uh, interesting to see. Go ahead, Angel. Go ahead, Sorry. Matt. You're saying go something, Good, I got a, a audio lag delayed, so you can go ahead, Matt.
2: Oh, well, I mean, I I just I, – I think that's kind of part of the – obviously, you can be as safe as you – as possible and still catch it, but it's a big part of, like, leadership from the quarterback position in this day and age. Like, you are the franchise quarterback. You basically need to go to the stadium, to the practice facility – to the supermarket, and back home. And I I think they're going to be put in a position, if it's a playoff game, it's really difficult to reschedule a playoff game to say, uh, if, say, wild card weekend, uh, a team needs to push their game to Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't think right. that's going to work if you're going to end up having a playoff game, uh, another playoff game, possibly, that next Sunday. I think the NFLPA will, you know, you know, throw a fit about it, and would not allow that to happen. So I think people are just going to have to uh, push through and, and play with uh, Jake Fromm as a starting
0: quarterback. <laughs> <as> a <playoff>. <laughs> 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 that's it's true. And we, you know, we hinted about it before we went on air here, and uh, I think Nick and I were were talking about it as well. That how interesting would it be? And and I'll I'll let Nick what his take on what he thought, which I thought would be a pretty interesting thing by the NFL if Roger Goodell will listen to something like this because of all the protocols that are coming around. But, Nick, I, I want you to explain to everyone who tuned in as we get back into some Eagles talk here in a minute. But I, I want everybody to kind of think, and Matt, I think you probably enjoy this idea as well, what Nick and I were talking about prior to coming on air. So, Nick, take it away.
1: Yeah, uh, before the show, Angel and I were discussing You know, COVID, um, obviously going crazy right now, is uh, the idea of if a team has to forfeit um, due to COVID, if they let another team who didn't make the playoffs try to get in in a, like a game 19, game 163 type scenario where you where two teams end up playing each other for that spot because they didn't make it and they have to replace a team to forfeit. I think it'd be an interesting scenario. Um, I don't know necessarily how it gets implemented. I think if they were to implement it, they'd have to kind of switch the, the last game, that week 18 schedule up a bit to try to match teams up. But, but overall, I think it'd be an interesting idea.
2: So you're saying that, say if you're even the number one seed, you basically forfeit, you forfeit your run to the Super Bowl, and then everybody jumps up. So like the two becomes the one. And then like the number eight and nine teams play a playoff game that week. Yeah. Basically to be, to take that number set. Wow. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Um, yeah, that would that would uh, I I think again the NFLPA wouldn't be thrilled about it, but it's more money for their players. I mean, right. playing football in the playoffs is. It, right. I think it's a it's a solution. Uh, it's unfortunate to even consider. Yeah, that maybe maybe COVID might just completely wipe away a season. Imagine if you were like the 07 Patriots, you went sixteen and zero, and you got <laughs>
0: forfeit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a tough part because you got to figure with all these teams right now, and, and the way we're looking at it is is it, it if they decide to forfeit, and again, it, it could be some adjustments with three weeks left in the season. There could be more talks between Troy Vincent and everyone else to figure out what they're going to do next, you know, because obviously if, if this is now the height of the new pandemic, meaning the Omicron, if that's where everyone's getting it right now, and most people, the symptoms have been tired, cold-like symptoms, and some people are respiratory, but not as bad as Delta N, uh, or the original COVID-19. So that's the great part about it, because the last thing we need is to lose more people in this world. So what the adjustment is, because everyone wants to make sure that they're healthy. Obviously, we see the NHL decide to take a couple of extra days off, restart things all over again. Canada now is talking about maybe moving once again all their NHL teams, including the Toronto Raptors, south, because they don't want anybody coming across the border again. So there's going to be a lot of implications to see what's going to end up happening here as we continue to see all different variants to come through. But I would like to know because we are now talking playoff time and it would be horrendous that if your team actually makes it to this point being first in the division, or you were able to squeak in that wild card, like you're, you're right at that threshold on the wild card and you can't get in for whatever odd reason. And they have this playoff match that Nick was talking about. That's a kick in the gut more than anything oh. else. Because you gotta think about it, you worked so hard, you beat your yeah. body throughout the whole entire season, and now it comes down to that you're not able to fulfill what you would hope was the ultimate outcome, which is to win it all. So it's gonna get more and more interesting as the weeks go by and as the games go by because you're only can sign so many players. I mean, if you talk about this time, as Nick had talked about as well, if Tom Brady goes out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their backup has not had enough time, enough game time throughout the year to be able to, to fulfill but they need to make that playoff push. So then is it, Matt, which would be interesting, let's just say if Tom, and, and by any means, no one, no, Tom does not have it. I don't want people to say that Tom's got <laughs> COVID or um, kind of anything else. Well, let's just say that Tom does get the he, he test positive from one of the tests here. And they keep it under wraps because they know how close it is now at this point for him to make a playoff. And then someone leaks the story out. Let's just say they, they happen. To, now we get to the divisional round and someone leaks the story out. Is it something that would be a major implication on the Tampa Bay Bucks, Or do people just let it kind of slide because, well, you know, it is Tom Brady. And we're not going to worry about it as much. Yeah, he didn't affect the rest of the team. Or are the obviously your opposing team, whoever the opposing team will be at that point, be so frustrated. They say, why can't they forfeit the game? If they knew he tested and still risk his health with all the players on the opposing team.
2: Yeah, that's what I brought up with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it just showed they already told us the answer to that question. They, they don't care. <laughs> they want they want their best players on the field. They want to make the money. They want to give the fans a show. They're not taking Tom Brady off. They would let him skate past. I mean, I'm not even sure what the deal is with Aaron Rodgers now because he does his post-game interviews with no mask. right? Um, I don't think he's changed his has he changed his mind? I, no. So so they the answer is already apparent. They don't care about the protocols.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's crazy in the things that they that they don't. And again, you know, it those who want to get the vaccination by all means do so. Those who don't, you know, it's up to them. It's it's life, it's choice, it's your body, you do whatever you want to do. But Matt and I know we talked about it yeah. I, I think it was about two months ago when we had yeah. mentioned that obviously you want to do all the safety protocols because yep. everyone is 50-50. So you want to yep. make sure that you are taking care of not only you, but everyone else around you because it's not fair for them to then yep. turn around and then pass it on to a family member or the baby or something else. Yeah. So, I mean,
2: it just, there. Th- this is a choice. This is an open choice, but that that means that people around you should have the opportunity to make other choices too. Yeah. Um, and what Mr. Rogers is doing is putting people in danger. Um, but I mean, there's probably so many players now making different decisions and all kinds of stuff because of it. So,
0: Right. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be this, the last remaining three weeks here of the NFL season is probably the, the most drama filled as Nick and I were talking about <laughs> it off air. It's going to be the most drama filled because you got to figure between, again, the illnesses and, the injuries, obviously, teams are dealing with. The practice squads that are trying to sign on. I mean, there's teams that are still trying to sign on a kicker because they've gone through the supermarket at this point trying to find <laughs> someone that can kick a ball through a, you know, through a goal post. And we may make fun of it, but obviously because we're not, you know, the athletes out there on the field. But it, it's tough when you're dealing with all that stuff and then add this illness to it. So it's going to be beyond industry as, as we're coming up here on the final remaining games of the regular season. But – you also look at when it comes, coming back to the Eagles here again, Nick Sirianni comes back this week. Uh, Kevin Patullo had talked about how things didn't change all week long. The Eagles were still doing everything they did, normally would do, even if Nick was here. And that's good to hear as far as confidence for the fans, for the players, because you want to make sure that if your head coach does come down with an illness, you want to make sure that you're able to still step up and be the next man up as every team should be, because that's what the NFL is all about. And you don't own any major league sport. It's the same way. It's an X-man-up mentality. In the NBA, you don't have the kind of flexibility as you do in the NFL because your roster is a lot more condensed, and the D-League doesn't even have as many guys as you need to be superstars here in the NBA. So all this comes into play. Nick Ciarani comes back. He's able to at least you know, again he test negative. We're looking for a great outcome versus the Giants. Now Danny Dimes is out apparently for the remainder of the season. We know that last year the Giants completely hated the Eagles for what Doug Peterson did, the final game of the regular season. So now they come into Philly, and as it was told was that during the week now in East Rutherford, they were doing uh, Eagles chants. They were playing fly, Eagles fly. They were doing everything as if they were at home but away. I don't know how much is going to end up helping out the Giants and that's going to achieve a win for them. But you know what? I guess – kudos to them if, if that's even what they want to call for that team to be able to do but you're trying to do a practice if you're at the link trying to bring in a crowd noise trying to make that same atmosphere and it's not all you gotta do is just play your tape that you just you know beat them by just a couple weeks ago and that should give you enough motivation to be able to beat them so now you come into philly you know the eagles need to win today that's it there's there's no tomorrow there's nothing else it's a win they should have been DCU a lot more than what they did this past Tuesday. But again, now we got a short condensed week. Practice was limited because obviously you spend time with your family as well, which threw a wrench into the entire Christmas week. So how much on this condensed short week, Matt and Nick, and I'll, I'll ask both of you guys here, will this affect, not only for the players who just came back from injuries, or are coming back from the COVID list, including the coach, how much of an effect does this short condensed week matter to a win coming up by the eagles hopefully today
1: well i think it's i i think it's going to play a minor effect and i i think the biggest effect it's going to play is i think you see guys start a little slow um you might see a little bit of sloppy play to start the game maybe a few three and outs but i think the eagles are very lucky this week because the giants are on a third string quarterback they're you know they're playing a third string guy saquon's not playing they they they've caught a lot of breaks this week uh, in terms of their matchup. It is a must-win. They win today, fifty percent chance they make the playoffs. They lose today, that goes to about ten percent. So the, the the Eagles really need this win, and they need they need to come out strong. They know that, and and that's really up to Jalen Hurts to get this team kind of ready to go. And and Nick Sirianni, he's uh he's a fireball himself, so I'm sure he's going to be able to fire these guys up and get them ready to go.
2: Yeah, I think I th- I think all that all that uh, the extracurriculars from from the Giants, I, I think that that's going to work in the opposite direction. I think the Eagles are going to jump on them early, kind of have a lull into the second third quarter, and then right. win the game by you know seven eight points in the end. But I think they jump out to a quick big lead, two touchdown lead, kind of scare us a bit, and then win comfortably.
0: Uh, well. In- if we look at the defensive rankings, right, as we, as we were talking about leading up to this game here, so the Eagles are tied first for defensive touchdowns, second in rushing yards per game. You're also looking at fifth total yards per game, and then eighth on third down efficiency. So the defense has shown that they're, they're starting to finally gel together. Even, I don't care what's the last game of the season, the, the way I look at it, because you continue to get better as the weeks progress. And that's what we're seeing from the Eagles. Bad part is that we also need the offense to continue that same stride as the defense have been doing. We've seen the line obviously not being at best so far this year, but it's continued to have gotten better in the last two games. So we need to see that, that front line, our offensive line here, to do much better today to keep Jalen Hurts within that pocket and have the ability to have him throw. But if you're going to continue having to have him scramble, which he's leading, and, and it's funny to think, he's a leading rusher for the Eagles. It should be Boston Scott or Miles Sanders or someone else. But well, you're talking about Jalen Hurts being the leading rusher for the Eagles. So if you can, if you can keep him in the pocket, I think the passing game for the Eagles will be much bigger for, uh, versus the Giants this week, even though the running game has been well-balanced. Don't get me wrong. But I'd like to see a little bit more from Jalen Hurts, what he can do within the pocket instead of being, you know, obviously pushed out and run around and trying to make something even more than he has. Because the big thing that we've seen this season is he's held on to the ball a bit too long. We know, the last game that we saw him play was the same exact way. So I just to get your take, Nick, or I mean, uh, sorry, Matt first and then Nick. But I, what else can we see from Jalen Hurst this week compared to what we saw just the shy two weeks ago?
2: I mean, Jalen was was fantastic on Tuesday night. I think I think he probably that was his best game as an Eagle, in my opinion. Um, I think. I think he's got to continue to throw with anticipation. I think he's got to, they've got to scheme ways up for Devontae Smith to get the ball. He's one of the better playmakers. He's the best offensive playmaker, uh, well, short of Dallas Goddard, but those are two really good players, really good young players. They've got to, they've got to uh, not force the ball to Devontae Smith, but we've got to, he should not finish a game with less than five catches. I mean, Devontae Smith is, is a really good football player. I, I wanted to do, before I forget. I wanted to do a quick shout out to Fletcher Cox. Made an appearance on Tuesday night. It was good to see big number ninety one. Yeah. I hadn't seen that guy in a while. I've seen a guy wearing ninety one Cox on his jersey. I didn't see that Fletcher Cox until Tuesday.
0: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Great point. That's a really good point.
2: <laughs> well,
1: look this week, Jalen Hurts. He, he, like I've said before, he's, he's going to catch a little bit of a break, but I I, I personally, i like to see Jalen kind of own the pocket a little bit more. Like you said, have more pocket awareness, kind of be, be more decisive with the football. And I, I think this week is going to be a great opportunity for him to do so. Um, obviously that giant secondary is slightly above average compared to the rest of the league with James Bradbury and, and company back there, but I, honestly, I think I'd like to see the Eagles also try to pound the ball a lot more. I think uh, I think Miles Sanders, he's super underrated. Uh, he's on my fantasy team, so maybe he could score a couple points this week. But, um, you know, I, I think the Eagles could really, really pound the ball. They have an interesting rushing attack with Jalen Hurts back there. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see what uh, Jalen Hurts is going to bring to the table this week.
0: Well, we're going to see here in just uh, what, about 20 minutes or so away before they, uh, they take field out there. Fuji was trying to log on. Obviously, he couldn't. So uh, I'm pretty sure he'll fill us in throughout the day, how everything's going down there. But uh, switch around before we go a couple of games around the NFL, let's see, because obviously there's playoff implications for a lot of teams. Uh, this, Salima, she had her comment earlier. She said that, that, yes, we have the most rushing yards, but we also need to keep running the ball. I would love to see Sanders get a touchdown. And I think So would a bunch of uh, fans out there at the link to see what happens. The good thing is, if I remember correctly, the Giants now have lost six, I believe, six in a row at the link, if I do remember correctly. So this could be the seventh loss in a row for the Giants. And there was a point in time where two seasons back-to-back, when the NFC East division opponents came into the link, they have lost. So it could be very well, which I also believe that come January 9th, the Eagles will take care of Dallas, but we'll get to Dallas week when we get to that point. But I think, I think it's a great opportunity for the Eagles to actually, to be to, again, you're, you're coming up on the wild card round, and I'm pretty sure the Eagles can take care of business. But, again, you've got to take care of Jalen Hurts. So that O-line, I hope, steps up, as we've seen just on Tuesday night, the same exact thing, and just step up just a bit more because either we've seen the Eagles be a first-half team, which has been rare this season, but they've come out better in the second half. We just need a well-balanced team this time around with the giants because you can't take any of these teams lightly whatsoever. So we'll see. And as again, as we talked about uh, prior to is obviously the game yesterday that we saw again, playoff implications, division implications between uh, Green Bay and obviously Cleveland, which then begs a differ, Matt, does Aaron Rodgers remain as a Packer at the end of the season? Because if you have to watch the game, they talked about it. Supposedly him and the GM had hashed things out. But again, that's just rumors. No one knows unless you're in the room. Does he stay with green Bay or does he go just a little bit East and become a Steeler? Because I think that's where it's, it seems like he wants to go preferably to go be with Mike Tomlinson.
2: I think it would be a good move for him. I think the, the Steelers are done with uh, big Ben and big Ben understands that. Um, I, I I think this COVID there's method to the madness to bring back bring it back slightly into the COVID discussion. I think I think he did it to kind of test the Packers to see if they would throw him under the bus. Yeah, and he was like he was like okay are you guys gonna ride for me? So I think I think they're good good season and and uh, them not throwing him under the bus, sticking with him, not trying to embarrass him over the you know the COVID kerfuffle it probably is going to make it more of a 50-50 decision if you would have asked me the beginning of the season if he, if he's going to be a, a a packer next year i said i would have said 0% chance now i'm more at 50-50. Right.
1: Nick that i agree with you I, I with aaron it's he's 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 kind of just like a weird dude. He's, he's <laughs> kind of got his own he's like he's, 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 he he like he's just he doesn't care about really like what anybody thinks and he doesn't have to. I mean he's yeah you know, he just passed Brett Favre last, uh, yesterday for the most touchdowns uh, thrown all time by a Green Bay Packer. If he wins a Super Bowl this year, I think he has nothing to prove to the franchise. He's already won one with the team. I, I, uh, I think what would be hilarious if he decided, oh, yeah, like, I'm much, much better than Brett Favre. Not only in Green Bay, but wherever he chooses to go to next. Um, I think he probably, he probably goes somewhere AFC. Um, but, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and and he's going to, he's, he's going to do whatever he wants. And if he somehow won a Super Bowl and then decided, yeah, actually I'm out. I, I think that'd be one of the boldest moves in professional sports, maybe even more bold than Kevin Durant, leaving the thunder for the Warriors.
2: What, so why do you say, uh, why do you say, uh, he's going, you think he would go to the AFC?
1: Uh, I think the NFC just has too many too many talented quarterbacks, and I, I think he wouldn't want to run into Brady, Stafford, Kyler oh, no. Murray. We don't know where Russell Wilson's going to go. Russell Wilson wants to go to a big market,
2: Giants, Giants. He's going to the
1: Giants, Giants, Saints, anything yeah. like that. So I, I just don't think he wants to play against all these teams with incredible quarterbacks. AFC would be a, a good spot for him. You said the Steelers. That'd Be an interesting spot for him. I think that defense has kind of declined a little bit. They're not like they were uh a year ago, but they're still very, very good right now. And TJ Watt's still putting on a show. Um, but I, I just think the AFC probably better. AFC South. Maybe maybe the Colts decide, hey, we don't like Carson Wentz anymore.
2: Wow. After they see what happens here. He's
1: <laughs> he's been he's been very up and down all year. So AFC South, I think, would be an interesting spot
2: for him. So the Colts then start taking all the dead money like we did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: If you you get Aaron Rodgers, I think you take dead money. I think that's –
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, you're right. Uh, You're right.
0: (laughs) Here's a a great point that you make, and I think a lot of people, Matt, said the same thing too about the Giants, him going over to New York, and they said maybe Sierra will have a a major influence on that as well. But what happens, let's just see, if the Jets – Offer him more. Are you looking at between the Giants the and the history
2: behind the it? Or? No. <laughs> you can't go to the, the <laughs> Giants have a track record. They have history of winning.
0: Right.
1: They need a quarterback desperately. They didn't take a guy at number two overall last year. So I think they just want to see what Zach Wilson really has. He's you know, he was banged up earlier, so I don't think he goes to the Jets. Yeah, yeah,
2: you can't move off of him that quickly. One year. And then you go get, yeah, no. I, I really don't want the Eagles. Stay away. The I, I think really you, you're not getting that much improvement. It's crazy for me to say that from Jalen to Russell, but it's not worth that $30 million. That
1: Matt, I, Matt, Matt, I 100% agree with you. On <laughs> Tuesday, we discussed uh, Deshaun Watson for Jalen Hurts, and I took a quick peek at Deshaun's contract. Is Desha- Deshaun Watson's not 35 times better than Jalen Hurts. Deshaun <laughs> makes Deshaun's set to make 35 million next year, and Jalen Hurts is set to make a million bucks. So I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is 30 times better than Jalen Hurts at quarterback. And I don't know, the mo- I don't it. think the money will close. <laughs> but I don't know if I don't know if you want to pay a guy that much. No. And I don't know, As an Eagles fan, do you guys think your defense is there? I I don't I don't think so yet.
2: No. We need some playmakers in the draft next year. I want to use that draft yeah. capital and some defensive playmakers.
1: Yeah, this is, a, this is the Man. draft to go get them. This is definitely going to be the draft to get them. So.
0: So now here, here's a, a quick monkey wrench to this program. So you have Minnesota right now that's going to play L.A., right? You're looking at 10-4 and four for L.A., 7-7 seven and seven for Minnesota. Now, no one's ever talked about this one, but what happens if Minnesota does a shout-out to Russell Wilson? Would that be attractive for Russell Wilson as well?
2: So you trade Kirk goes to Seattle? Yeah. Wow. I think that would be attractive if I was Russell Wilson. I don't know if Sierra would like it. If I go to
0: Minnesota. Yeah. Next I was going from somewhere cold and miserable and still back to cold. Not as miserable, but, you know, it would be the same exact thing. So that would be interesting. And then you have Jacksonville and New York Jets. Now Jacksonville, obviously, um, Nick's old – roommate there, his best friend from college uh, has been doing, you know, trying to do some great things down there in Jacksonville. Obviously, Urban Meyer finally being let go by Jacksonville, rightfully so. He should have been let go when that whole incident happened back in the, in the college bar, uh, you know, many weeks ago, I think it was eight right. weeks ago that sure happened. So the, who wins obviously between Jacksonville, I mean, you're, you're talking about unfortunate. I hate to say dreadful for both teams, but at least Jacksonville now can be looking forward to something come next year. Jacksonville at two and And Jets at 3-11. Which of the worst of the two now pulls off the win today?
2: Nick, go ahead. You got it.
0: All right. Well,
1: so I first want to make clear Trevor Lawrence uh, is not my roommate. Um, I, I (laughs) I had someone reach out to me. I'm not going to say who. I had someone reach out to me and ask if I was friends with Trevor Lawrence. And I had to tell him no. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence, he's thrown one touchdown pass since November, which is absolutely insane. So I, I, I think he really bounces back today. I think this is the week he's got to have, uh, uh, honestly, this week is probably the week where he's got to have his best game. Um, I think they come out firing a little bit more than they did last week against the Texans. And uh, I think they beat the jets.
2: I think I agree. I mean, and, and again, I, I'm not a big, I don't dislike Garner Minshew, but I'm not like a big super fan. He just threw a party on the Jets defense and Trevor Lawrence is better than him. There's gotta be some regression to the mean for, for Trevor Lawrence. He's better than what he's put on tape this year. Um, and, and to your point about the, uh, urban Meyer, when he should have been fired, I agree with you, but it not because he was, exactly because he was at the club and danced on and all that. It's because he ditched the team. The team sent everybody back home so I could stay in the home state where I was a coach and go meet some ladies at the bar. That is, how can you lead any group of people that way? You can't, you can't, you can't.
1: He uh, had a very, very, very poor year, but with Urban Meyer, I guarantee you he will be back on TV with Fox next year. Yes, he's going to do the Fox Noon kickoff, yes. and he'll he'll probably end up finding himself in a coaching job in about three years' time. Yes, Who, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he he won, he really won on this whole Jacksonville
2: yes. thing, and 100%. he got to hook up Tebow. Like he, he gave yeah. he gave Tebow a solid and everything, so Tebow's going to look out for him. Oh yeah, he's going to bring him over to ESPN. Hey, that would, <laughs> that
1: would be quite—that quite awesome <laughs> to see him on the uh, on the ESPN College Game
0: Day. That could be the case, and then you're also looking at other other playoff implications here. You got Buffalo and New England. Buffalo, so far, again, another one to look—you're going to run away with division, but New England now hanging tight, nine to five versus eight and six. New, uh, Buffalo being eight six, New England being nine to five. Both teams now with playoff implications. Who wins that one today?
2: I, Buffalo talk about regression to the mean Buffalo's got to make a stand here or they're going to, I mean, they might slip out of the playoffs. It's looking like, to right. me. so it's, we're getting to kind of last stand territory for Josh Allen. And there were, and I got part of, it, I got swept up. And I thought at a certain point, I was like, okay, Buffalo's looking like they might be the best team in the AFC. It has been a tough couple months here for them. So this is almost a must win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo's got to come out of fire. It's tough as a football team when your best runner is Josh Allen and (laughs) they will not hand the ball off to anybody other than than Josh Allen. But I'm curious to see if Mac Jones, um, right, he's been getting all the hype as the rookie of the year. He's the guy, all this. This is going to be a real test for him because if the Patriots lose today, all, all of a sudden, you're giving the Bills a, a slight chance to go ahead and take that AFC, AFC East. And, um, you know, I don't think you – I mean, the Patriots, I think, would be perfectly okay being a five-seat uh, in the wild card. But I, I – and facing probably an AFC North team, whoever that ends up being. But I'm very curious to see what Mac Jones has in store. Obviously, the last time they played, the weather conditions were terrible, so they only threw the ball three times. I think we <laughs> see Mac throw it about 20 25 times today, and uh, I, I think Josh Allen has got a very good chance of throwing this ball about fifty times, fifty over fifty times. I bet you if he throws this ball today, trying to get the Bills into this game. So
0: we'll see. Because you know, Bill check again, he, he gets he gets this tight late in the year, he turns to beast mode. I mean, he's. As, as much as everyone talks about cheating and everything else, but one of the greatest coaches of all time, and you know he you knows how to make things work. And I didn't see, I thought Mac Jones, honest to God, it wouldn't, wasn't going to be as well as he is this year. But when you have yourself a coach like Belichick, I mean, he can make anyone great. And we've seen that. A guy doesn't spend a ton of money on his roster and he makes things happen. So that should be a big one. Also, you got Tampa Bay, Carolina. Tampa Bay, obviously 10-4, Carolina 5-4. and four. This is a must-win for all purposes for Tampa Bay to stay on pace to be able to make at least a division run. So does Tampa Bay squeeze this one out, even barring the injuries that they've had? Uh,
2: Yeah, they have to. I think, Uh, well, it's, it's, I, Brady's playing to kind of stack the chips way high to a point where nobody can, can even have a discussion about who the greatest is right he really wants this mvp they're playing to give him the mvp so if he wants to be the mvp which they want him to be they cannot lose to carolina today
1: matt i agree with you i don't think they can lose to carolina i think i think tom brady obviously he's losing three of his top weapons but carolina is starting cam newton and sam darnold or they're Sam Darnold's going to play, but Cam's also going to play. (laughs) But we we don't know how much how much Sam Darnold's going to play. But we know he's going to play a little bit. All right you you don't you don't win in this league with two quarterbacks. Right you you have to pick one guy, and the Panthers aren't picking one guy. Tampa Bay right now spread is minus ten and a half, money line minus four eighty. I find it very hard for Tampa Bay to lose this game today, and this could be this could be a game where Tom Brady just throws for five touchdowns and and dances on everybody and then proves he's, he's, uh, he's running that MVP race with Aaron Rodgers.
0: It could be. And the last one I'm going to leave with here before we get into our Eagles prediction, uh, which is another one. So you got Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Pittsburgh gets seven, six, and one Casey at 10 and four. We saw the way Kansas City started off the beginning of the regular season. Now back to Andy Reid and the way he wants in a position where he wants to be right now, Kansas City knows that this game is also vitally important for them as well. So does Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh knows they can actually still continue to possibly win the division at this point. So it would be tough to say that Pittsburgh end up winning this game. But, again, you're playing the KC, and maybe KC could be off today as far as off the game, not being off obviously from the schedule, being off their game today. So to me, could I see Pittsburgh possibly winning this off, especially the way they've been having a strong second half? I'll give the nod to Pittsburgh, even though it could be – KC's game. So I'd like to know, Matt, from you first, does KC win this one over Pittsburgh? What I'll go ahead is. and
1: take it away here. Um, sure. Look, Pitt- Pittsburgh, they, they're they kind of been up and down all year. Um, Vegas has them at plus 10.5. I mean, I think what really has been crazy about Kansas City is their defense. They right—they're The first four weeks or so, the defense was the worst Of all time or something like that in terms of yards per play and now they're they're back they're the badgers being the badger and chris jones is a a menace in in the trenches there so i i'm gonna take kansas city i like the bold prediction taking pittsburgh i watched pittsburgh play against minnesota they were absolutely terrible until the end there so i'm gonna take kansas city um, more experience Pat Mahomes, hopefully he he starts coming back a little bit more into his form. But I'll I'll, I'll take I'll take Kansas City.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, let's see. Again, we'll, we'll see what happens here, Matt. I think he's coming back here. Let's see. Hey, y'all. Sorry about
2: hey. that. the that's weird right? on me.
0: That's okay. So uh, Nick gave us his take on the Pittsburgh KC game. We'd like to hear your, your, as far as your take on it.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. I, um, but uh, Pittsburgh KC. I think Kansas City runs away with it. I think uh Pittsburgh, I don't think Pittsburgh should be out of it. And I don't think, you know, I, I just think at this point now, Kansas City is is making a statement. I think they've run off nine straight wins. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think they probably beat beat Pittsburgh by 17 points, something like that. I, I usually don't like predicting blowouts because it never happens and probably will prove true again. But I just think I think they're going to be – and they're even in Pittsburgh, but I think it's going to – I think this is going to get ugly.
0: he says, so well, we'll see. But uh, our Eagles prediction here as we're coming up on it, uh, I believe as far as the Eagles pulling off the win, I think this is one of those games it could be a fluke one. But I think the Eagles pull this one away. Without Danny Dines, 35-13 Eagles. Woo!
2: I would love it.
1: Matt, I want you to go first on this one.
2: All right. All um, right. I'm going 28-20 Eagles.
1: 28-20 Eagles. Okay. Well, wait, hold on. I had a certain man on the line that I want to give a call and (laughs) ask for his prediction. But my prediction today, I think the Eagles win. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I'm going to go 14-10 Eagles.
0: Hold on. Is he here?
1: Is he here? Oh, I'm calling him. Hold on. We have a certain special guest. His name is Mike Fuji. I'm going to get him on the line, and I'm going to get him to predict this game.
2: He's going to uh, predict that the Eagles lose.
1: Yeah, d- definitely, d- definitely, definitely, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he's done in the past. And he, he is nine, not up. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: he He's done it before, and it, it's worked out before. But I don't know if it's going to work out as much this game. But, uh, uh, by the way, I thanks tried, to uh, everyone who – if not, he up – I'm pretty sure he'll end up chiming in or throwing a late comment there. But uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in today. Again, thank you everyone who listened to us. 28 states here in the u.s and continues to grow out in brazil uruguay and of course our countries overseas we do appreciate everyone tuning in the same way with our sponsors here uh big which is our our silent partner here and uh we can thank him there's one more kind of commitment maybe this is fuji nope it's not fuji but salima says yes it's a winnable game we can't let the giants surprise us again we need this win eagles 24 that's, 17. That's not bad score by salima 24 17 and thanks to everyone again for tuning in today we appreciate of course my producer is just on the other side outside here she's listening to production so thanks to her thank you to my lovely cousin for allowing me to use her lovely home for <laughs> as far as to be able to get the broadcast going today uh, mom who's a fan who's been uh, on the other side of the couch here listening as well so thanks to everyone who tuned in thank you to you guys coming on with us and matt i would love for everyone to know where they can find you once again
2: yeah yeah absolutely well thank you uh so Politodope is my Twitter account, uh, but that's that's just me. If you want to hear more sports content, go over to Instagram. Honorable mention underscore podcast. You can also find us on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts.
0: Yeah. And Matt, they, they continue the ones that you share with me. At least I know it keeps getting better and better. Uh, keep it up good. because yeah, no problem. It's not hard. Me. I mean, it's not hard. Good lord it's not easy coming up with content. And it's, uh, it's good when you hear some good creative one and you've been doing a solid job, so keep it up because I've been enjoying it. As I no, told you, I've been listening you. since week one and I've been getting caught up more and more, so great job by you. And thank you, thank you. N- Nick, uh, I don't know, I guess we can find you everywhere because it, it's hard to keep up with Nick. His sophomore year, he's been doing some incredible things. I know you have uh, an article you're gonna be writing up here and I don't know if you wanna share it with everyone yet, but if not, where they can they can find you as well, Nick?
1: Sure. So, um, Angel has been awesome to uh, let me on to Broad Street South. So, if you want to read an article of mine, broadstreetsouth.com. I plan on writing an article soon. Once the Clemson football season ends, I'm going to write a little bit about it. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to work uh, at the home games. And I was fortunate enough to go to all six home games this year. Um, we had a really interesting year. So, I'm going to write about it a little bit. That'll be on broadstreetsouth.com, and then my Twitter handle, um, as in the blue box, at nicholasleec1. So feel free to give me a follow on Twitter. I don't post much, but when I do, it's 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 good stuff. So feel <laughs> free to uh, feel free to give me a follow.
0: That's awesome. all right, it's all good stuff. And again, thanks again to Tampa Joe's, of course, 9316 Annex Road out there in beautiful Tampa, Florida. Which I will be back up there sometime soon. But again, Tampa Joe's. Go to tampajoes.com for the full menu. Great place. Serious fun, good food, and of course, the Philly South crew is out there today rooting on the Eagles to beat the Giants, and also for LGDirect.net. That's LGDirect.net for your credit, payment, solutions, and or even apparel. Please reach out to Larry Gilman at LGDirect.net. So, Matt, once again, thank you. Nick, for my lovely producer who's outside the, uh, the door here, hopefully she'll come back in here momentarily. We will see everyone come next Thursday, where we have another amazing guest coming up this Thursday. And I wish I had the content up there, but because again, I'm not at home at the home studio. You guys will find out here probably tomorrow uh, who our guests will be for this Thursday. But once again, thanks for everyone tuning in. We will see you all Thursday night, 8 p.m.